Welcome to Consoling Myself with Twan. This podcast is mainly going to be a memory lane remembrance of the consoles that I've had throughout my life and what I was doing at that time, where I I was, who I was playing against and the games I played. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while so I thought I'd start on it and get an episode recorded. Today's episode is regarding the Atari 400. The Atari 400 was the first games console really I ever had. And I can't even say it was mine. Uh, It was my brother's, but as there was only about three years between the two of us, it was always going to be a shared computer. I don't think it was as popular as the Atari 2600, so that's the Woody all the Atari 2600 Junior but it was a full on computer unlike the 2600 which was just a games console with no keyboard attached. This had a keyboard it also had four controller jacks so multiplayer four way was possible and it had plenty of add-ons such as cassette drive and a disk drive I'm going back 30 30 to 35 years here remembering this but there are things that stood out one obviously you can't talk about any Atari machine without the fact you'd do a lot of blowing on the cart put it in it wouldn't start up take the cart out eject it blow on all the contacts blow it inside the part where you put the cart and uh, hopefully it would start up again what made the Atari 400 different to the 2600 was the Atari did have a cover over where you put the cartridges. I have already mentioned that the Atari 400 had a keyboard versus the 2600 being a console that didn't and the keyboard really did set this apart and make it a proper computer. I remember as a child going to the library and taking out any books on basic programming language to try and make games for it because although we did have games such as Asteroids or Pac-Man you could use basic and type in other games and and type in other things unfortunately i was very young Uh, my accuracy levels were never too great so a lot of the programs i type weren't ever going to work because i mistyped a character also being a young kid you're very impatient and the idea of typing out hundreds of lines of codes to play a game never worked there was a i want to say a space simulator uh, but not like elite more like a flight simulator in space that I desperately tried to type out a number of times and never managed to get it to work properly. You're talking about a time where you would write code line by line using basic but also like debugging your code was an absolute nightmare because you had to read every single line off the screen and uh, hope it would work at the end of it and for me it never did. I remember my brother successfully coding some stuff Uh, He managed to code in something that used the joystick, uh, the classic Atari joystick, not the the paddle, but the joystick. used the joystick to make different sounds. I mean, it was fascinating at the time that my my brother had programmed something, so he was able to do something that made the joystick do something a joystick didn't do. A joystick was for movement, not for sound, but he did it. And that was absolutely amazing for me I couldn't believe that such a thing was possible uh, yeah so I uh, mean you know, 
I can't remember if we had a tape drive for it. I can't remember. And that's that uh, that's time, time time hasn't been kind to my memory. So, uh, but I know we had games. I know we had cartridges. I know my best friend growing up he had a 2600. But there was something about the Atari 400 that really has reminded me kind of I mean this came out late 70s so it wasn't I mean this came out in the late 70s now I was born late 70s so whether my parents bought this from my brother when he was very young or I mean we're talking about maybe 1985 to 89 maybe I'm not great with these dates but yeah we were able to play games and I think at the latter part of us having it probably people started getting spectrums maybe commodores and so their gaming was a lot more developed I think they had a few more colors a bit more processing power I remember the challenge we had so we did have a few games uh, but I remember the challenge we had getting games so we lived in a, a small village in Berkshire and you used to be able to go into there used to be Oh, there used to be, I want to say Tandy, oh, no, it may have been a radio shack uh, in the, the ta- nearest town to us. And I'm certain you could buy games in there. But as the years went past, we ended up having to go to, there was a covered market stall in that town. And there was one guy there who sold Atari games. And I remember being with my dad once and he allowed me to choose a game. I can't remember why. I don't know why. It was just me and my dad. I had an old, older brother and a younger sister. But I did choose a game. And I chose something called River Rescue. Where I think it was a sideways scroller. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a, a complimentary YouTube video for this. But I think it was a sideways scroller. Where you collected people from one side of a river. And had to drop them off at another. While avoiding uh, traps. Pit, traps. Uh, crocodiles, logs, one-way system. I think, as I said, long time ago. But I used to love playing this game, mainly because it was mine, and the Atari 400 was ours. But I felt like this game was mine. Don't know if it was mine, and I've no idea what happened to the Atari. No idea what happened with the games. It's possible they were sold. Possible they were sold when uh, we stopped using it. The world moved on. The next computer I remember in the house was certainly not an Atari. And as a family, I don't remember us having any other games consoles until much, much later. So yeah, so that Atari, things things that jumped out is it warmed up and had a smell. Now, that's a hard thing to explain, but I think if if you were playing on, had the Atari going for a while, it would just, like electronics do, they warm up. And it just had a certain odour. I mean, it wasn't a unpleasant odour, wasn't a pleasant odour, it was just what it smelled like when it got warm. Uh, I mean it was like like all computers of the, the time, it was very beige, very 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 beige. Uh, but it was a computer, you could see that it had it had a keyboard, it had, you could get a printer for it. So it was, it really did feel like you were, I mean particularly at the time when you think about all the movies that were out, uh, stuff like, what would it be, Daryl? Or the Last Starfighter, or or a lot of these films kind of oh let's let's true choose war games. A lot of these films kind of had computers as the backbone to them. 
and I now had something, or we now had something, which was just like that, and I could play, I could play Missile Command, not very well, that's for sure, but I could play Missile Command, it felt very much like watching a bit of thermonuclear war from war games, and I really did want to pre out the program it, and that was a very young age, just being able to do it. I also have memories of my brother making it play the James Bond theme tune, which he'd have had to have coded in. And it was just, uh, yeah, as, as consoles developed over time, the Atari obviously fell, fell away. 2600 came out and then gave people proper console-like behaviour, which is his two controllers, some cartridges, and just a gaming machine. So yeah, they missed, they missed out on that. Now, other things the Atari had, had a, uh, yeah, had a flat keyboard. I want to say it was waterproof, but I very much doubt it was waterproof, but it was probably wiped clean, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, so but you had you couldn't type very quickly. It needed a particular pressured press when you typed. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it was ahead of its time though, not really. It, it was of its time, I think, coming out of the 70s. I mean, remember this is the 70s this came out. It was a home computer. I'm sure it cost hundreds and hundreds of pounds. And Atari did make a, bring out the 800 later and the 800XL. So they did continue to make home computers as well as the consoles. But the Atari 400 was the, the first one inside our, inside our house. I'm trying to remember, so I'm going back here. I, I don't remember it in the last house I lived in with my parents, which we lived in for like 20 odd years. So I, I, I'm imagining it must have been the first house I remembered. And maybe the second house. I wasn't in the first house very long. So yeah, I mean it's, and it's a hefty old machine now. I mean I'm imagining if you were to buy like a, a portable typewriter today, it's probably about that size. I mean it's much much bigger than, much much bigger than a laptop you'd buy. Uh, probably around the size of a small form factor PC case. I mean it's really not and I can't be bothered to measure it to get it out and measure it because I don't think it's that important but size wise it it felt hefty now it did have to have quite a lot of metal inside it to uh, reduce the emissions that the Atari generated interference emissions uh, so yeah they were quite it was quite a hefty little little machine uh, still had an on off switch uh, which is lacking on a lot of stuff today, like a hardware or on-off switch. And uh, I don't think it, it didn't come with anything built in, really. I think you could turn it on and you could type stuff. But obviously, nothing gets saved, nothing could run. Didn't have BASIC installed on it. BASIC was a separate cartridge. I think we had the tape deck for it. I think we had the tape deck for it so we could record stuff onto it think so but you can see uh, you can see in its design and what Atari did that it really did try and I think f was fairly successful in getting a home computer into the homes this was I mean imagine at the time you'd have uh, you know you, your offices wouldn't have had not everyone would have had a computer in their office no as in their own computer but their office might have had a computer or at best their team might have had a computer the late 70s so I mean let's say late 70s this is now 40 years ago this came out I'm very lucky I managed to find a complete one working well 
it wasn't sold as working. I managed to, to find one about about a year ago on eBay as part of a bundle from not far. So it was an Atari 400, an 800 and a, and a disk drive with some games. Uh, it was untested. The 800 had a power supply but nothing else. The Atari didn't have a power supply but had the TV aerial cable or the, the TV connector cable. So I picked up a new power supply for the Atari 400 connected it up and it worked which was blinking lucky and I'm seeing I'm seeing boxed ones go on eBay for 200 quid boxed fully working because it was used because it had a keyboard this thing needed to be touched this thing needed to be typed on and button pressed and the uh, the cartridge slot opened I just at the time there weren't any reason I'm not spending 200 pound on an Atari 400 but it, but also I didn't feel bad about getting one that wasn't boxed I wanted one that had been used uh, and there was a chance it wouldn't work either so my uh, bid on eBay was fairly reserved but there were two console uh, two machines in there I keep saying consoles but there were two machines in there and the the idea being the 800 is an 800 XL means nothing to me so wanted to get that working there cable the power supply but not the air TV cable so I bought a TV cable and it's not working so the 800 uh, I need to buy a power supply for and then hopefully I can get that working and then hopefully I can sell that on but I've got the Atari 400 now I don't I mean what else would there have been that I could have played on? Some Binatone Grandstand type game or some Pong or or some one of those consoles that has 52 different versions of Pong? Maybe, but I don't think so. And I don't know why we bought the Atari, or my parents bought the Atari 400. I'd be interested to find that out. Could could have done more with it I think but it certainly did get my interest going in in computer games and I, in, in later episodes you'll find out kind of the first console I actually owned well, as in was mine brand new uh, the next console I got after this says racking his brain it's also the first console I think I own brand new uh, and the order I got the rest of my consoles was certainly not the order they were released in but I have the I have now completed my uh, console buying mission I now own every console that was mine so it's taken me a year and far too much money so don't tell the wife but everything I've got so far works powers on I can play games on it and it really is a ridiculous thing to have done bearing in mind I have two Raspberry Pi computers that I think could probably play everything that I've ever owned except for my PlayStation uh, the latest PlayStation 4 stuff well, that's the latest at the time don't think it would play the PlayStation 3 but it might have done badly probably could play the PlayStation 2 
So yeah, I've got two Raspberry Pis. I could I could play everything on and have the nostalgia I wanted whenever. But my mission to buy all the consoles wasn't to just say that I had them. I want them on display. I, I want to try and remember what I was doing when I had those consoles. What what we as a family were doing, or what I was doing as a person, how I was growing. The Atari 400 was a four-player four console. Four players. I mean, I'm racking my brain. So, racking my brain. The next console that came out that was four-player from without any extra hardware. I'm going to go with the GameCube. GameCube slash original Xbox. But I think the GameCube came out before the original Xbox. I'm not too sure on the dates. So yeah, I mean, I think the GameCube was for controllers. But yeah, so you're looking at, let's say, so I'm going to say probably 20 years before the next four-player with no additional hardware was launched. I know some people might say, well, hang on, the Mega Drive had micro machines with the four additional ports on the cartridge but I don't think that counts this this was a this was a computer you could own have in your home connect to your television and have four people play I have no idea what four people games there would have been I'm looking racking my brains just now and going uh, well you're not going to play four people Pac-Man I don't think or Asteroids or Centipede, or Defender, or Missile Command. So there would have been some, but I have no idea. But I'm, uh, yeah, so what I what I will do is I will, at some point, get the Atari 400 out, have it up on a YouTube video. Uh, what I, I'm struggling because, like, the logistics of it, of trying to play a game on the Atari 400 while recording that without just pointing a camera at the screen I think that's going to be a challenge so what I think I'm going to end up doing is emula playing emulated versions of the games which I'm happy with but I want, I'll get the Atari 400 out because I can shot off in all its glory and, and people shouldn't diminish it for what it is which was a home computer a proper computer with basic in you could program it and lots of people did have them and you go back I mean if you wanted to play a game you could buy the cartridge but you could also buy magazines that just had pages of typed out code that if you replicated you could have that game so yeah this is uh this is my uh, podcast on the atari 400 i started where i started which is the atari 400 the next episode will be the next console i had and it will certainly jump forwards a lot in time and when you consider jumping from the atari to what I had next. It's quite a big uh, technological leap, that's for sure. So yeah, this is uh, episode one of Consoling Myself. The Atari 400. Belonged to my brother. I played it loads. And it certainly started my love of all things video games. Don't know when my next episode of this is going to be out. I'll have to record it. Probably will have a bit more information about it because I, I wouldn't have been three to five years old when we had it, maybe seven years old. So yeah, 
but I started where it all began, the Atari 400. What I might do is, if I see my brother over Christmas, I might sit down and chat with him about it, see if he remember what he remembers, and could, could send, set that out as a, a bonus episode. To be interested to do that. Well, I could, could in fact chat to my brother and my mum and dad and see uh, what happened and why we had an Atari 400. Because, uh, yeah. It, yeah, it'll be interesting to find that out. Uh, so we had other computers growing up, certainly. But no other consoles, nothing else designed to play video games. So yeah, be interested to see what happens there. So that's it. If you've got any questions, queries, you want to complain about my podcast, I don't care. <laughs> no, I really don't. I'm putting this out because I want to. So tell me that I was wrong about it having a printer. <sighs> okay, leave me a review and say, do not have a printer? He's a lying guy. But I was five or seven years old. Nostalgia is not what it used to be. Next episode will be about the Sega Game Gear. So as I said, we'll have a bit more to say about that. I don't remember when we got rid of the Atari 400. But I certainly remember getting rid of the Game Gear. That was a strange decision. But for the next episode, this is Twan for the Consoling Myself podcast. Signing out.